Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ray Lucia Jr. And I'm Joe Lucia. And we are Lucia Capital Group, and this is the Managing Your Financial Future podcast. And today, Joe, we're going to talk about a top fear that retirees have. Actually, Ray, here's the stat. 72% of retirees say going bankrupt due to long-term care costs is their number one concern. And most people are afraid to even talk about long-term care you know, insurance and coverage and how they're going to fund it because it's one of those things you don't really want to think about. And, you know, take a look at our parents. I'm hopeful that they've done good financial planning and they have their long-term care policy because what kind of stress does that put on you and I and our siblings to take care of them in the future? Yeah, especially, you know, when I'm, I'm thinking about my parents, my in-laws, you know, and, and obviously my siblings, that could be a big number for us to figure out how, how I mean, who splits it up and, how, you know, if the, if the planning wasn't done properly. Well, we know firsthand our grandfather is going to be 93 and he's in a long-term care memory facility and the costs there are, I think, eight to 10000 a month. Yeah, it, you know, and I... I'm not privy to the discussions amongst the the aunts and uncles about all that, but my impression is is it's been pretty taxing on them, you know, relationship wise, and you know, financials. We talked in the past, you know. Fortunately, you know, Grandpa had a nice pension and stuff like that. But regardless, it's certainly top of mind for 72 percent of retirees out there. So, Ray, the the fears might not be as bad as you think, because there are solutions, and having good sound financial advice. And looking at some of those solutions may mean the difference of a goose egg in your portfolio or being able to sustain a lifetime of income. Yeah, you're right, Joe. And a lot of people are are fearful about long-term care insurance and the monthly premiums and how much it costs and whether that might even bankrupt them before they even get to needing long-term care. But there are solutions out there that, you know, most people, quite frankly, haven't even heard of. And there are solutions that when used properly in coordination with a financial advisor in your financial plan that you can feel good about managing this top concern. With that, Ray, let's turn it over to the guys and let them give us some potential solutions. Take it away, Johnny Dean and Rick to Professor Plum. It's been almost two decades we've been on this journey to educate, liberate, and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future, achieve peace of mind, and accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you set your goals and guide you along the way to help you achieve them. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. I'm your host, Johnny Dean, with our own Rick the Professor Plum, Chief Financial Planning Officer. It is called Managing Your Financial Future. It's what we do here on this podcast. I'm Johnny Dean here from Lucia Capital Group. Professor Rick Plum joins me here also, oddly, coincidentally enough, uh, coincidentally enough, from Lucia Capital Group, uh, Rick, uh, certified financial planner, and what are you, uh, chief planner? What, what's your what's that title we gave you? Chief bottle washer. That's what it is. Head of financial chief plan- financial planning officer. That's what it was. I knew it was chief something. Anyway, uh, you're here with me to talk a little bit about some of this stuff. This this came up. Uh, what Ray was talking about, this came up, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, something like that, a few podcasts back. And we had some questions on this, and so a couple anyway. So we thought we would devote a little bit more time to it. And it has to do with this whole idea of long-term care. You know, what we talked about in that previous episode was it what happens if you live too long? 
uh, die too soon or get uh, sick along the way. I think it's something like that. Right. And we talked about some of the insurance products, and yeah, it was insurance, but the getting sick along the way, something that I had mentioned and you talked about briefly was that people just don't like buying things like long-term care insurance. Well, it's not a guaranteed need. I mean, we all know that at some point we're going to die. Yeah, I've and heard so that. So we can kind of rationalize a death benefit if somebody if somebody actually needs you know us. Oh sure, financially, and and you don't necess- you don't really have to convince too many people that it's a good thing, especially if they have a family. If there's a financial need, you can see it. But the financial need for long term care is a little bit different because it's usually in the future. Uh-huh. Uh, it's something that's not normally a hundred percent guaranteed in your lifetime, and so it's and it's you know for retirees, we talked about this in the last uh, at that podcast you were talking about. It's a cash flow item. Sure. It, it's tough. I mean, we're, we're trying to retire with a certain amount of income, and we're trying to fit our expenses into the income that we can create from our portfolio, mm-hmm. Social Securities, pensions, if we've got them. And we don't have a lot of wiggle room. I mean, fixed income, you know, fixed you know, income for the seniors, I mean, that's what they'll talk about. Adding another expense is not always fun. Um, oh, it's never fun, especially since you don't really get anything out of it, at least not right now. And but that's un- the attitude. But unfortunately, it can be a very necessary issue. I mean, okay, for a lot of people, it's protecting their net worth for their heirs. That's it. And so some people can say, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm protecting my net worth for me. And you know, if the heirs get what they get, they get what they get. If they don't get anything, well, they're on their own at that point. But sometimes the heir it takes us a step higher in the in the ladder on the ladder, and it's a surviving spouse that we really do want to care for. And the two of us built this net worth, and we want to protect it for that spouse, or even for us, if the spouse goes into a situation and it you know, adds another sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars to our annual need going into a long term care. Where's the money going to come from if we don't have insurance? It comes from our portfolio. We draw down the portfolio, caring for them for a year or two or three, and now they they pass away. We lose a Social Security benefit, we have less income, and we have a significantly lower amount of portfolio. So ensuring that portfolio for that surviving spouse is a much more important issue than just surviving, you know, so I think married couples need to look at it a little bit differently. Well, it does. And, and you didn't even mention the toll that it takes on somebody who may have to quit their job or go down to part-time to take care of a spouse who's ailing. Right. You and know, a, just the physical can, toll, too. That Yeah, the physical toll, is it, it, it's bad. And I've known people who've had to do this, and it, it, it gets old, if I can say that, very, very quickly. And that's so, where we see a lot of people coming in, and they are, they're proactive about looking into long-term care alternatives, options, how do you do it, things. People who have watch their parents go through it or their aunt and uncle their family members absolutely they, they're they're saying you know what uh, a it's in my family and b i don't want to do this so you know what, what, what i think is interesting though do you see this where people say yeah i recognize the need yeah i really need to take care of things like long-term care but i'll do it tomorrow i don't know if it's so much of i'll do it tomorrow is you know what i really want to retire and it, it takes my entire portfolio. I don't even know if I have enough money to retire using my portfolio to provide all the income that I need to retire. Much How less, am I going to yeah. either create more income to pay a monthly premium, annual premium, or carve off a piece of it? That's usually where I see, that's just my vision views of this, this is what I see people, why they postpone it. So I'm I'm, I'm, hand, I'm, I'm getting rid of three, four grand a year, and it can be much higher the older you are, but let's say it's three or four grand a year, maybe five if you have a, a, a couple, if you have two people, 
and they're saying, I may, ne- I may never even need this. Yeah. In 10 years, I've spent $50,000, handed it over to an insurance company, and I mean, I maybe I'll never need it. And at, at that late, I may be only 70 or 75 years old, and I probably won't need it yet. And so it's probably more like I'm spending this five grand for 20 years. <laughs> it could yeah. be. And never that 100 it. grand could be invested, or that five grand a year could be invested, and I'll be able to pay my own long-term care. No. Well, when it comes to the actual costs, it's very difficult to invest the premium and earn a rate of return high enough to get the same benefit you'd get back from a long-term care insurance policy. But there comes the uncertainty. It's not 100% guaranteed to be needed. No, it isn't. That's the whole. That's the nature of insurance. I have car insurance, and I don't know that I'll ever I hope it. I don't use it. Fire insurance. I, oh, hope, I hope I don't use that. I hope I don't use that, but I've got it. So, so anyway, the insurance company recognizes this, and they recognize, too, that people who buy long-term, even the people who buy long-term care insurance, just the regular standard policy where you hand it over to the company, and eventually, if you need it, they're going to pay it out to you. Those premiums can go up. They're not level term, like a level term insurance. They're not guaranteed policy. level for the rest of your life. No, they they, they do try, and they were they did base them on what at the time these policies purchased 10, 15, 20 years ago. They thought that these would be level for as long as the person lived, but they miscalculated. Well, because the cost Oops. of the cost of care has gone up so much, so you got to get creative. The insurance companies did so, and they came up with this whole idea of linked benefit. We've actually talked to one of the people who was one of the, the, the original fathers, so to speak. designers. We've had him on the on the the, the show before, a guy by the name of uh, uh, Gene, and uh, he had talked about how the insurance company was recognizing these trends. People were not wanting to buy it; they couldn't sell these policies, so they came up with something called linked benefit. And I find this to be really interesting. It's called linked benefit, Professor, because it's kind of linking a life insurance policy. Or with, an annuity. Or an annuity. You can do it on the annuity side, too. That's true. So you're uh, taking, To a long-term care policy. You're taking another product, an investment product in some respects, or another product that is issued by an insurance policy and putting a rider on it to enhance it in the event of long-term care. You're kind of, in the case of the insurance policy version of this, you're really borrowing, or not borrowing, you're using the death benefit that would have gone to your heirs. You're taking it while you're still alive and using it for long-term care. And extending it past the death benefit. Yeah, so so let's talk about how this works. Um, Well, with a life insurance-linked benefit, you take a, a certain amount of cash. They're generally done on a single premium. Uh, they don't have to be. You can do them over uh, multiple years. You can pay into them. But you know, generally, they're done with a single premium. You have a CD or you know, money that's kind of emergency money you have setting off the side. Maybe it's fifty, seventy-five thousand bucks, And you say, I don't think I'm ever going to need that. But it's not earning very much. I mean, it's earning a couple percent here and there. But is there a way I can better utilize that money to maybe, you know, cover Two birds with one stone. How do you want to say it? I, well, okay, I don't want so, to kill anything. Well, let's take this. Let's say it's fifty thousand dollars. Okay, and so I'm you, sixty-five, and I've got fifty thousand just sitting there. Uh, I don't like the idea of buying long-term care. I know I need it, but it's I don't gonna, want to increase my cash flow. I yeah. or have to increase my expenses. So you take that fifty thousand. Uh, you qualify. You have to be healthy enough to qualify for insurance. You get a life insurance policy. Maybe the death benefits eighty or ninety thousand dollars. It's not a huge huge death benefit but i put the 50 in i've got 80 or 90 thousand dollars of death benefit and uh, the key thing here is if i need my 50 
I can get my 50. That's where the big point is right there. I am not handing $50,000 over to an insurance company with a single premium payment and saying, well, when I die, pay my heirs $90,000 or whatever the, the benefit is. I actually still own this 50. Th- I have ownership right. of this 50 grand. Maybe not all of it in the first few years. There's maybe a surrender period. Probably. But let's just say after a few years, I can access this money completely just like i could have before with the exception of that surrender charge in the first couple of years so what am i doing i'm taking this 50 grand that was in a cd at, at you know xyz bank and i'm going to move it to xyz insurance company so the insurance company now says okay you've got fifty thousand cash on file for you on account you can have it back it's going to pay a little bit of interest don't expect very much uh you if you die there's eighty ninety thousand dollars of death benefit now if you don't need the cash and you haven't died yet, but you need to have long-term care coverage, you need you go into facility, you have certain home health care needs, you you qualify. You know they talk about activities of daily living. You you trigger two of the six or you know, activities of daily living. You qualify for the payment. They'll say that okay, you now have uh, hundred eighty thousand of long-term care protection, and so we're going to start spending you sending you out. Hundred eighty thousand dollars. Now it's not all in lump sum. It's not be, you can't. It may be spent over four or five years. So that's that's all the differences in the policies. But so you could get forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, maybe, in coverage and help to pay for your long term care. So over the next three, four, or five years. So if I go into a facility, I'm now eighty or something like that. I don't even know, but I go into a facility and let's say it's costing forty, fifty, or maybe even a little more. Who let's, knows? let's say it's fifty thousand a year. That CD. Would have gotten you one year. I would, and that money was gone. Would have been gone at that point. The cover, Nobody would have got the long term care coverage. Would probably get you three years. Three years. All yeah. right. Three years. What's the average stay at a nursing home? Uh, two and a half to three Assuming years. Assuming that's what it is. Two and a half to three years. But even if you stay longer, you have to dip in your portfolio. This well, you is, don't dip into it anywhere near as soon. I mean, it, right. Yeah, and try to get fifty thousand to grow to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the next. The rest so, of your lifetime. I mean, it's not easy to do. So there's at that point, you're 65-ish years old or so. With this $50,000, there's only three outcomes that could happen. You need the cash. Well, subject to the surrender charges, you can have the cash. You don't need the cash, but and you don't need long-term care, and you die. I mean, if you don't need the cash, and you need at some point, you're going to die. Well, your heirs get the 80000 90000 whatever the death benefit was. Or you don't need the cash, but you need long-term care. Now you've got the long-term care coverage that's going to draw down. Now, the first money that's coming out, the first eighty, ninety thousand 90000 that's coming out is coming for the death benefit. Of course. And if, if you've pulled 100000 out of it and you're still in the nursing home and you're still pulling money out, when you die, there's not death benefit left. There, maybe there's a $10,000 residual to the, the, the family, but it's not going to be a huge $80,000 and the long-term care over and above that forever. Now, because so, this is an insurance policy, there, the tax consequences of taking this money and giving it to the it's uh, been deemed all tax care free. provider is tax-free. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. It's, a, it's an insurance product. So here's what I did. That's I a had, life insurance linked benefit. That's a life insurance. Now, there's the annuity side. I like it. Because, I mean, especially if you have a, uh, an annuity that you've had for a long time. You a lot it, of gain. You have it personally. And you're looking at it going, man, if I, ta- if I start taking money out of this, cash it in, it's going to cost me, cost me a ton in taxes. And even when I die, the money going to my kids is going to cost them a ton of taxes. And I'm worried you know, about this long-term care thing. Fine. Let's take that annuity. You know, let's say it's a hundred thousand. You put thirty thousand into it in nineteen eighty-five, and now it's worth a hundred grand. I'm making up numbers. Um, you put a hundred thousand into a linked benefit annuity. 
and it gives you 300. It could give you 200, maybe 300,000 of long-term care coverage. That's if I need it. And right. if I don't need it, if I never need long-term care coverage? If I never need it, then it's still going to be taxable to me and or taxable to my heirs. But if I do need it, I can draw it down tax-free. Well, and that's the point. You would have been in the same situation anyway, but you covered yourself for long-term care. You're giving care. up probably a little bit of future growth. Now, since it's not an insurance policy, are the uh, on the annuity side... But it is an insurance policy, but it's not a death benefit. Well, it's not a death benefit. Do, do you still have the same underwriting issues that you would have with well, a long-term with, care policy? No, not as much as with the life insurance, because with the life insurance, they're looking at you both from a long-term care standpoint and a life insurance standpoint. So there's, there's certain medical conditions that long-term care just doesn't care about. Because if you have that condition, it's not going to put you into a long-term care facility. It's, it, it's, a, it's going to kill you. And long-term care doesn't rate that kind of thing because it's not going to affect long-term care. Yeah. And there's other things that will put you in a long-term care that they look at very seriously. So with the life insurance, you have to be a little bit healthier than with the annuity one. And with the annuity ones, it's the questions are not... Now, if you're already using a walker on oxygen and doing things like that, you're not going to get long-term care. It's too late. But if you're not, you know, in those areas, you're not in a cog, you haven't been diagnosed with dementia, uh, you're not using, you know, sure. basically using the care already, because that's not insurance. Well, <laughs> that's just looking for somebody else to pay. Of course, <laughs> which you're, which is the whole point of doing this anyway. But but uh, you're looking for somebody to pay in the event of, the event of not, not already happening. happening. Yeah, insurance companies are wise to that. So just very quickly as we wrap this up, on the life insurance portion of this i see no reason why somebody who is not in this situation why they wouldn't really do it i've got fifty thousand in my hypothetical example sitting in a cd it's there to pay for long-term care or whatever cash needs that i might have why not take that fifty thousand that's sitting in the bank and move it to an account at the insurance company? Because by doing so, I can either take the cash out after maybe a year or two of surrender if I want. I can take ownership of. Maybe I want to buy a boat with it, and I can still <laughs> do that. I don't care. Whatever it is, all right. I would lose long-term care and in, in, in life and insurance, but but whatever. I can do that. Or if I leave it in there, it can pay for long-term care. Long Depends on care. age and other things, but yeah, it can it can it can leverage right. up nicely. Or if I never need long-term care and I die, my relatives don't get the fifty grand that they would have gotten at the CD. They get something eighty grand or ninety grand. I mean, tax-free. Tax-free. So why not? It would be my question. Uh, the only way you're going to find out is to talk with somebody about your individual situation. Now, we've been throwing out this hypothetical example uh, and throwing out some of these numbers. Your numbers are going to vary depending on your situation, how old you are, your health, how much you want to put in, and all this other stuff. But that's why you need to speak with an advisor who can tell you about it. I'm going to give you the name again because I said we did have a couple people asking us about it. It's called Linked Benefit, as in linking a benefit benefit to an insurance policy or an annuity. Yeah, that's not a company or a specific product name. That's a style of product. Right. It is not a name of anything other than that's what the type of... It's like term insurance. It's not the term yeah. insurance company, term incorporated. It's <laughs> term insurance. So this would be linked benefit. If you want to know more about it, you can get in touch with us here. Uh, you can give us a call off the air, 800-644-1150. 800-644-1150. That's the number at Lucia Capital Group. They'll help you out. Can you qualify? Can you do it? Is it 
right for you. You need to find out. You can talk with Professor Rick Plum. You can also find some of this information online, various videos that we've done on it. Go to Lucia Cap, L-U-C-I-A-C-A-P, luciacap.com. All right, we're out of time. We're going to cover more of this stuff later. Is there anything you want to add? No, we're, I think we did a pretty good job on I that, think, actually. I think you did a very good job, and I think I helped. Okay. All right, how's Now that? back to MASH. Back to MASH. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get that next time. All right, out of time. I thank you for joining us. For Professor Rick Plum and Ray Lucia Jr., I'm Johnny Dean. This is The Podcast, Managing Your Financial Future. We'll talk to you again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice. It is not intended or written and cannot be used for the purpose of avoiding penalties imposed by law. You should seek independent advice from a tax professional. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. Its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. No client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Insurance products offered through Lucia Securities, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0H40817. Lucia Securities is the DBA for Lucia Insurance Services. Long-term care coverage policies and provisions may not be available in all states. Approval may be subject to the terms and conditions of the insurance company. Fixed index annuities are complex long-term investments designed for retirement purposes. Generally, returns are based on a market index and are limited such that an investor does not fully participate in market performance. Withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties or foregoing benefits if withdrawn prior to the contract term. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may be subject to a 10% penalty tax in addition to income tax. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Certain terms and conditions apply. Prior to investing, discuss with your investment professional and read insurance company materials carefully. CDs are FDIC insured up to $250,000 per depositor per insured bank for each account ownership category. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. SSA website is at www.ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. The investment professionals are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. Lucia Securities LLC was acquired by LPL Financial August 2020. The investment professionals of Lucia Securities LLC are now affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital. 